This is The Switch, finding solutions to support sustainable living and combat climate change at the individual level. Brought to you by the Fur Bearers. I'm Mike Howie, and I'm joined today by Sam Sisi, a Dalhousie University student in Halifax who's leading the charge on a sustainability project to increase biodiversity in monoculture tree lots on campus with the help of a grant program. Welcome to the show, Sam. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. Um, so we're talking about hoogle culture, which is a fun word to say, not a fun word to spell because you need the little um, umlaut on it. But <laughs> let's start at the beginning. How did you decide that this was a project worth focusing on to address this issue of monoculture tree lots? Absolutely. So I'm relatively new to the field of environment. And when I started my master's program last fall, I was speaking with my supervisor, Karen Beasley, Dr. Karen Beasley, about uh, just things that I could do to advance my knowledge and my ap applicable experience in the field. And something she relayed to me was, you know, go out and get experience grant writing. Let's try to get experience, you know, making something happen with, with a funding opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I was on Instagram one day and I came across the Go Wild Funding um, post from WWF Canada. And instantly I kind of thought, well, something that I know a little bit about and could write an application for is hugo culture. Um, I had had some experience, um, at least in observing hugo culture beds being created at the rare charitable reserve back in Ontario. Um, mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll try and propose a hugo culture um, bed for, for this application. And so Karen had advised that I, met, I meet with uh, the Dow Office for um, Sustainability about where we could mm -hmm. do this install. And one of the places that came up was the Sheriff Hall Woodland. And when I did the walkthrough with them and arrived there, it became really evident that the Hugo Culture Bed would be the perfect site, um, or this, this location would be perfect for the Hugo Culture Bed because it was a relatively poor soil condition site and only a few trees and all of one species in the area. Um, so the hula culture bed became this way of essentially us restoring the soil in that space to then be able to plant more diversity of vegetative species there. So that's kind of how it, it all started and it's very cool because it is it's a great way to introduce biodiversity and as we know monoculture tree lots which i believe was through no necessary fault of anyone but have become very common in a lot of developed areas because it's oh we need to plant trees we've got 10 of these let's put them there um, but it sort of ignores the rules of biodiversity. Um, and using hugo culture, as you said, also allows for you to build on ground where traditionally it would be extremely difficult to try and dig up to put in soil, or it, it simply wouldn't be possible. So areas with a lot of clay or stone. Um, could you explain a bit more about hugo culture, um, which sounds like a fun dance move, and uh, <laughs> how it's actually going to help biodiversity? Yeah, absolutely. So Google culture is uh, German in origin and it roughly translates to uh, mounded garden. Mm -hmm. So essentially what we accomplish with a Google culture bed is a raised garden bed that's made of different layers of organic matter. 
And the bottom layer is usually like the really coarse material like tree stumps or really thick tree branches. And then as you move up in the bed, you get your more finer material. So grass trimmings or leaves from last fall, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And you top that whole thing off with a plantable layer of soil, topsoil, which is recommended to be at least six inches to get some established root systems. Um, and then, yeah, then you top that off with, with your species. So the actual shape is quite unique of the raised garden bed. It's really, really mounded. Mm -hmm. And you can play with that. You can make it um, more flat. And that's typically known more as like lasagna gardening. But there's no rules here. It's, it's all fun, just like the name. Yes. And it, uh, you did a great segment. I believe it was for CTV News. Um, and if, if people are interested in kind of seeing it, it's a wonderful visual. They got lots of great shots of it being put together. Uh, and your Instagram account, which I, again, I absolutely love at soiled the bed project, which is both easy to remember and highly amusing while remaining accurate. So it kind of hits all three for me. Uh, you've got great images of sort of the process along the way and everything for folks who are curious. One of the elements of this project was installing a window, though, and I thought that was really cool. And at first thought, that seems weird. Then as I saw you actually do the project and it come together, um, it's really cool. I got to say, that's it. It's just it's a very neat way of showing. Uh, what's the response been to sort of having this literal window into a Hugo Culture mound? Yeah, oh, I'm glad you brought that up. So I first want to shout out my partner for helping me construct that because I am by no means a handy person. So that was mm -hmm. a huge uh, opportunity for us to be able to kind of work together on something sustainable. But that window, I think, is the differentiator between people walking past what they think is just a mound of dirt with some plants in it and uh, yeah. versus associating with something intentional, which I think, you know, is the ultimate goal with any sort of sustainable initiative is if, if there's intention behind it, then that in and of itself is, is a feat because you're living your life in a way that, you know, maybe others aren't to, to live intentionally. So I think that window has been what gained a lot of um, traction for the project, a lot of insight from different people. Uh, I just had someone the other day reach out uh, saying that they saw the bed and that they have some perennial native species seeds that they'd love to donate. So mm -hmm. it, it's been a nice feature to the bed. Um, but basically, it's a window into the decomposition of the different layers. Uh, so over time, the hope is that what you see now is just very like striated um, layers of organic matter, they'll become more mushed and, and, you know, um, turned together to, to create a really nice rich soil now traditionally when we're looking at composting things uh what i have read and i am by no means an expert on this and have a very peripheral knowledge of it but one of the aspects is turning all of it to try and get the soil to i guess be more rich or diverse with this project that doesn't seem like it's going to be possible is that a concern or is that part of the design yeah that's a really good uh question and so I guess to start it, I'd bring us into like the setting of a forest ecosystem where you've got mm -hmm. falling leaves. Um, and if you're walking through the forest, you can kind of see like the pine needles and the leaves and maybe like a thin layer of soil all under your feet. All that decomposition is being half is occurring in that top layer of soil. And the 
microbes and the organisms that live there are what's accomplishing that churning. The contact of the culture bed with the ground versus what you, you, know, you would see with a composting bin um, where you're removed from that, from that ground mm-hmm. is what helps those microbes or encourages those microbes to do their job of churning that organic matter. So although we might not be achieving the same type or rate of decomposition, we're still having all of that recycling of the matter happening because of the the organisms that live in the soil. That's amazing. Um, And it's a great way to reuse a lot of that yard stuff. So while I think most of us have learned we want to leave a lot of yard waste out as it does play a role, if you have a pile or want to make a pile of it, this is a way to use some of it. And particularly if you're in a community that doesn't have leaf collection or yard waste collection of any type, I think it's a great idea. If if folks are interested in doing this, and I would think it's, you know, I'm in a, a shared house with a shared backyard, and I think we have a, you know, we try and keep the grass low for the dogs and all of that. But this is a great thing where I could make a little one in the corner and plant some native wild uh, species and really just sort of then benefit the entire ecosystem for people like me in an urban area. Or if you have a you know corner of your property in a more suburban or rural area, where's the best place for someone to start if they want to give this a try? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I feel like it can be placed anywhere that you've got some ground space. So it doesn't have to be a four by eight bed. It doesn't have to follow any sort of rules in terms of the dimension or the height. Um, I think in terms of, you know, encouraging for there to be that decomposition of the bottom layers of the soil so that you get that nice soil horizon over time, good light and good watering are really important. Mm -hmm. But Um, So then putting it in a spot where there is some exposure to light and if there's an opening in the canopy for, you know, or opening between homes to be able to get rain to come into that space, that's great. But you can substitute that with a hose or whatnot. But yeah, an open area is great to, to encourage that decomposition, but I would encourage it any space that you have the ability to play with it. Awesome. And folks who want to learn more about this project, again, Soiled the Bed Project on Instagram and follow Sam, Conservation with Sam. Uh, You post a lot of great, cool, sustainable stuff. You do some artwork with nature that I love seeing. Uh, So everyone check that out. Sam, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Mike. Want to learn more about this week's episode and how your choices can benefit wildlife and their habitat? View the show notes in your app or visit DefenderRadio.com. To learn more about the fur bearers, visit thefurbearers.com or find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow host Michael Howie on social media with at Howie Michael on Instagram or Defender Radio Podcast on Facebook. Subscribe or follow Defender Radio to get notified about new episodes of The Switch and Defender Radio right on your smart device. Thanks for listening.